0: show yet again, still on a Wednesday night. The night is still young. Josh, we've already broken down Manchester United so far tonight. Now it's time to talk about some more sinister things that may or may not be going on in the world of... More
1: sinister than Manchester United.
0: More sinister than Manchester United. We're going there. Apparently, allegedly, possibly... Confusingly. Confusingly... (laughs) Roman Abramovich, former owner of Chelsea, was poisoned?
1: Well, currently frozen out owner of Chelsea, I suppose.
0: Soon to be former owner of Chelsea. Enforced
1: (laughs) outgoing owner of Chelsea, Roman Abramovich. Um, Yeah, this is a pretty mysterious incident. Um, It seemed like in his statement where he talked about wanting to pursue peace between Russia and Ukraine, he was actually serious about that yeah which i mean credit to the guy like he's obviously putting himself out there potentially putting himself at at, uh, at physical risk and it's unclear as to whether it was a an environmental toxin shall we say or quite literally a chemical weapon
0: well that's right and of course this this conversation happens in the context of many broader Geopolitical relevant things. I just want to say that I'm just scrolling through the ABC article on on, on this, which uh, has written in bold: Roman Abramovich is very rich, which, <laughs> which I think is very insightful <laughs> and good to know. Well, not as rich as
1: he was, or so at least doesn't have access to as much money as he once did. But uh, but yes, that is that is accurate. Well done, ABC. <laughs> <laughs> um, but of course, his soon-to-be former
0: club, Chelsea, meanwhile. Uh, vaguely recovering from the various frozen assets and things not being allowed to function for a certain period of time. They've been allowed to sell away tickets again now. I think they still can't sell home tickets, which is causing some various degrees of outrage and whether the supporters should be being punished for this and, and all that kind of... that mm. That really hard, that fine line that sport has to tread between... Or even the world has to tread between punishing individuals but also Mm -hmm. sending a message kind of
1: thing. I I think there's an extremely easy answer to this. And that is to allow Chelsea to sell home tickets to allow the fans to attend. But the profits from those tickets to go to the victims of the conflict in Ukraine. And
0: I think that they have... There are aspects of what's going on at Chelsea at the moment that does work like that, that whatever money mm. we get from doing this will go to some organisation or to help some victims yeah. from the Ukraine crisis.
1: Because I don't, I don't think just based on the actions of the owner, what is fundamentally a community asset, which is a football club, even if you know the legal ramifications aren't the same like that, um, I, I don't think fans of the team should be prevented from attending the match. Just because they can't afford a season ticket, because it's only season ticket holders that can go at the moment. Only that's the only home fans that can attend, right?
0: I, I believe that's right. There, I did see something about Chelsea saying that they were willing to not charge for the tickets. We just want our fans to be there, kind of thing. So it it seems like there's some there's the the will to have some solution reached here. That just that it doesn't have to be Chelsea making money from from the sale of tickets. I think mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, so. hundred uh, percent. I think I think you can you can get to a place where this is all in aid of a good cause, and you're not punishing the individual supporters who didn't you know have a role in producing the steel that made the Russian tanks. You know, the Chelsea fans haven't haven't done that. Some of them chanted Roman Abramovich's name during a minute silence for the or minute applause for the uh, Ukraine victims, and I think that's completely distasteful. Um, I'd rather those fans weren't allowed back, but I don't quite know how you singled them out.
0: But we say that. But can we separate Chelsea as an as an entity from its Russian influence kind of thing? And I know that goes like that has deeper questions, but
1: but well, has it not already been separated from that? I mean, yes, they've got a squad of players that wouldn't have been assembled without that money. It's a
0: club that for the last twenty years has been fe- that has been mm. built on this Russian I mean, money.
1: Le- legally, it's it's no longer. Um, in control of, mm. you know, a, um, a a vessel of the Russian state, that's how we say, or an oligarch anyway. Um, so it's it's a tough one because Chelsea was around before the money came in. Yes, they weren't as successful and they didn't have this squad of players that was going to win a couple of European Cups and multiple Premier League titles. But they were like a top half good Premier League team. Yeah. You know, they were like a... I don't know what a good comparable example is um, because so many of those mid-table clubs have been super up and down. But like they were like a Leicester City type, you yeah. know. Um, you know Leicester City of the last few years, say like Fringe, Champions League, UEFA Cup kind of team. Uh, they had some fun players. Like it, it wasn't as if there were some, some club, like it's not as if they're RB Leipzig, mm. like a club pl- plucked from obscurity um, because they were cheap, you know, to and turn over and change the name of and then propelled up through the divisions by the money and they have no resemblance to what they were before Abramovich came in. So I, I, th- I think it is almost unfair to the fans who pass on this love of the team generationally uh, to basically, um, you know, shut them out from the games.
0: I agree that Chelsea is an entity does exist independent of mm. Russian influence, existed prior to that, ha- will it continue to exist? And I think that the most important thing is that, that that's that been severed, that tie. I think yeah. that, that that's really important in this instance. But I wonder if, I, if I'm... if i Well, uh, yeah, it's... I
1: mean, Chelsea is a financially powerful institution, or they will be as soon as they're sold to, to whatever mm. commercial interest comes in and, and buys them. I think can do something to um, to make m- make the, the past right, I suppose. And we talked about you know money going in the right direction. I, th- I think you talk about how uh, I guess countries have dealt with atrocities that they've committed um, and uh, like there has to be, a, I guess some recriminations for that. Um, and maybe some initiatives to uh, recognise wh- where that money has come from and recognise the historical wrongs that, that come with it. Uh, I don't think you can just wipe the slate clean with the new owner. Mm. But at the same time, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uneasy about keeping the fans out because they're saying the season ticket holders can go because they've already bought it. But those are, by and large, not just the most committed group of fans, but they're also the wealthiest group of fans. So you're actually shutting out, you know, the more, you know, lower middle class Chelsea fans from attending games. (laughs) If they can only afford to go to, you know, three or four games a season, it seems like a weird split to me.
0: Yeah. And I think as you were speaking, I was like, it's complicated further by the fact, by by Roman Abramovich, the figure themselves in the sense that even though that's where we know where the money's come from and, and Mm. the, inescapable relationship between those two things, I think that Abramovich personally has clearly shown that he's trying to do the right thing as much as he can
1: and that it seems like it I mean he certainly made a big i mean I, I guess you would once all of your assets around the world have been seized well you, you've yeah, got to right. you know and he's been kicked out of several countries that he's trying to escape to i I guess maybe he's trying to repair his public image. I mean, it's uh, it's yeah. his motivations are unknown. We can't read the guy's mind, but no. you know, I don't I don't know if those motivations are clear. It's fair. That's mm. fair. Anyway, but there's other ownership stuff going on in in the UK. There,
0: there is. I mean, just just to finish on that, of course, Chelsea. Uh, I think they've set the deadline of April 11th by which the mm-hmm. final deadlines by which the final offers need to be made by various parties. That is are that your final offer? Yeah, exactly. Various parties on a short list. We're hearing lots of. Americans, and I think one of the owners of Atalanta is also in talks related Mm -hmm. to that kind of thing. So that's
1: Atalanta of Italy, not Atlanta of the MLS. I believe it is Atalanta, not Atlanta.
0: Um, But but dare I say, perhaps not the most interesting ownership rumour that we've seen in the last little (laughs) while. Uh, Apparently, George Clooney, George Clooney... Mm -hmm are interested in buying Derby County or, or or purchasing a stake in Derby County.
1: Right. Which has come Yeah, of. I mean, I, when I think of Derby County, I think of Hollywood, glamour. I think so, you yeah. Know, I, I think of glitz and glam. Mm. Wayne when Rooney and George Glitz, Queen. glam and rams. That's- <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on. <laughs> Not the first Hollywood actor to buy a football club in the UK, though.
0: No, there's all the stuff with Ryan Reynolds, isn't there? At
1: at Wrexham. And the guy from It's Always Sunny that I don't know the name of, but our producer Lockie definitely will. Charlie Day. (laughs) (laughs)
0: We're on top of this. Yeah, no, that's right. Well, the the increasing. Is it Charlie Day or is
1: it the other guy? He's shaking his head at me.
0: Charlie Day. Cool. Awesome. Definitely.
1: Yeah, it's it's the other guy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> our producer was wrong. Rob Mc, 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 something Rob McSomething, and uh, Ryan Reynolds owning uh, Wrexham, of course, the uh, the Welsh club.
0: It's, I suppose. Well, I suppose relative to some of the other ownership takeovers that we've seen, having Hollywood actors come in is probably the like not the most evil prospect, if, they no. were, if they, that would be the next wave of football ownership with a bunch of cool people already with public profiles going, yeah, I'll add a football club to it. Why
1: not? Mm. I mean, it depends if any of them have a history of, you know, slapping anyone at award ceremonies, I suppose. But... That's right. That's a, that's <laughs> a really good point. I, as far as I know, George Clooney uh, does not have that reputation. That'd be a great. He he. I reckon you know he'd be a great person to be signing off on on negotiations and so forth. Like he's a suave <laughs> operator. We've all seen Ocean's Eleven. He'd be very the persuasive. guy can the guy can can come up with a plan and execute it. You know he's he's sort of got that uh, uh like you, you could just imagine him. He's a power dresser, firm handshake. You know he could he could charm a few other. Uh, Owners and so forth into into maybe some deals that they wouldn't otherwise make. Imagine him and Daniel Levy. Like <laughs> we know we know Daniel Levy is enthralled to celebrity. Mm. We've all we've all seen the Tottenham doco. Mm. We've all seen his breakfasts with Jose Mourinho, where Jose Mourinho is loudly chewing his granola and and sort of murmuring in agreement at Daniel Levy, who thinks he's having a genuine conversation. Imagine Derby County swanning in, wanting one of Tottenham's players, George Clooney. Twinkle in his eye, turning on the charm, Levy would would fall over himself to to agree a deal.
0: Very similar individuals, Daniel Levy and George Clooney, aren't they? Like, I'm just the, the, that was a joke. The, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 no, that's what I'm saying. It's, like,
1: it's a bit of an odd. I, I think I think you like some of these some of these you know apparently hard line mm. you know tough negotiators would be blown out of the water if, if George Clooney stepped into it. A
0: good, Daniel Levy hasn't had to deal with a George Clooney type before, really. Mm, has no, he? This, this, this you week. know.
1: You know, he sweeps you off your feet.
0: No, that's right. I I find the image of those two in a room having a conversation (laughs) very funny, I have to say. I
1: can't wait for uh, the next all or nothing if if, if that actually (laughs) happens.
0: yeah. Who's going to be George Clooney's Robin at Derby County? Is
1: Is Wayne Rooney Robin then? Is... I guess so. We we going all the way to Tim Burton's Batman, are we? That's where I'm going. Is it Tim Burton's Batman that was Clooney? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. These are the questions um. that this is not for. <laughs> uh, is that the one with all the puns in it? Joel Schumacher. Oh, that's that's Joel Schumacher's Batman. Is it? Is that the. Uh, the one with, uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, the yeah, all one. the puns. Yeah, no, the one. I used to see you. That's yeah, right. that's my favorite one. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Derby County is in many ways a sleeping giant of English football. You know, we don't think of them that way. They've got the worst ever Premier League season. All mm-hmm. they did... I don't know if that record's still intact or not. I think it is. I think it is, yeah. Um, they're in financial ruin. You know, there's all these stories about the players having to... You know, they can't put on a bust at the game or whatever. And Bruni paying for his, you know, <laughs> own water bottles and things. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're penny-pinching at the moment. But they actually have a very sizable following. You know, they have won the English First Division in years past with, with Brian Clough. Like, they... They have a really proud history and a, and a, a quite large uh, supporter base. So I think it would be great to see them back in the Premier League with some serious backing.
0: Yeah, and I mean they've, you know, you mentioned all the turmoil that they've been through over the last couple of years, but they've really impressed people under mm. Wayne Rooney this season. They they are currently bottom of the championship.
1: Didn't they have a massive points deduction?
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So they, they had points deductions. and They had some points deductions taken off and stuff. It's 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 been hard to keep up with, but they mm. are at present on the bottom of the table they're looking despite their best efforts like they're going down I mean the stuff about Wayne Rooney playing paying staff's wages and stuff Mm. so he's he's kind of building a reputation there as well so that that has you you speak about them as a sleeping giant and it has potential to be quite an exciting as much as it probably doesn't feel like it right now but Mm. a couple years down the track an exciting rise up the ranks to kind of Rise from the ashes situation going on.
1: I wonder I wonder how rich George Clooney is. Like, can he bankroll a club into the Premier League? Is he that level of wealthy? I mean, he's he's got a pretty successful wife as well. She's like an international human rights lawyer or whatever. So she's you know, if she's not doing pro bono work all the time, she's probably raking it in. Like I we we think about these celebrities and so forth and we imagine they're they're cashed up, but compared to some of these business magnates that run football clubs. Probably comparatively not not that rich.
0: But probably comparatively more fun, I would imagine. Uh, definitely. Looks like Wrexham are having a good time. Mm, like, exactly. Why wouldn't you be? Positive publicity going on there at the moment. So, you know, Derby needs some of that. So that... Exactly. It, it's, it's, a, it's a long-term... And anything is better than what they've employee. got. I think that's right. Yeah. I mean,
1: because... yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Anything is better than, than this. Then points deductions, administration, you know, owner's bleeding club dry, Rooney paying all the staff. Like, he, this can't go on.
0: No, I think that's right. But, I mean, I, I think Hull City also got recently taken over, but that was more of a serious business person thing mm. going on. So there, there, there are things going on here, and maybe George Clooney's probably got more going for him as, as an image publicity thing than actually behind the scenes. But as you say, nonetheless, I think the Derby can I wonder if
1: he'd be a sole owner if he'd lead a consortium. Maybe there's, Maybe he's uh, backed by other... How much other... does
0: he know about football?
1: A lot of a lot of Hollywood actors are, are football fans. You know, they yeah, get converted. I, I, I doubt he's a Derby County fan. <laughs> I can't I can't imagine that George Clooney like knew anything about them until like someone floated the the idea of you know they're they this stricken club that you'd be able to pick up for virtually nothing. <laughs> um, like, I I can't imagine you know out of all of the 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 you know games that are shown on TV in America, uh, or you know all of the FIFA match- games that you might have stumbled across, you'd pick out Derby County as no. your your team. No, probably not. Maybe you just like the fact that there was a sheep on the badge. I don't know. Maybe he likes sheep. I mean he was in that Men Who Stare at Goats movie. So it's <laughs> it's close. I don't think there are any goat teams in the all right, we've done enough on this. We should probably go to a break. We probably go to a break. Might be time to go to a break. All right, we'll, we'll see you for
0: the last little segment after this final break.
1: And we're going to be looking ahead to the fixtures coming up. Head to the fixtures? Yeah. We, we, no more international break. We, can you tell us an international break episode of the EPO show? You might be able to. But we've got some actual actual soccer to talk about on the <laughs> other side.